The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Willian Shah, your facilitator for ILO Braille, welcoming you on September the 21st, 2023. This event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind and supported by the American Council of the Blind. Friends, today is a day of Pole Star, and our Pole Star of the Month is Ginny Johnson. Let's hope Ginny is here. Ginny, <laughs> are you here? I am here. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, I can hear okay. you. So everybody can hear you. Too. But before we begin, I just have one question for you. Actually, two, but let's do one. Uh, as you all know, that the East Bay Center for the Blind has started offering Braille 101, which is uncontracted Braille reading course, and we received nearly 30 enrollment. Out of them, four of them have come through NLS Braille Book Review. Now, I'm not sure if any one of you reads Braille Book Review. If you do, please let me know what it said. I'm very curious. I know that uh, it must have said something very positive. And that's why we got immediately four applicants who are willing to learn Braille 101. But I never have access to Braille Book Review. I know that I used to read it in Braille long time back, but then I stopped because, well, I don't have time to read. That's another issue, but anyway. So anyone who has read the Braille Book Review or who is aware how to access it, please raise your hand before we switch over to Ginny. Let's see. Not nobody yet. Okay. Ha, ah, here's Dawn. Yes, Dawn. Um, yeah, I can tell you how to access it. So you can go to Bard. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you you can download that issue, or mm -hmm. if you have it, if you have the issue on NFB Newsline, um you could still you could still get it there um you can also get it in hard copy braille from your library if you subscribe if you subscribe mm -hmm. to it so mm -hmm. um if i can find the art they do have a i can't remember if they have a large print version on the like on their website but they don't have a large print version like in hard copy but um yeah that's yeah that's a way is it yeah, possible for yeah. you to download and email it to me? Um, sure, I could. Sure, I could try and try. I could try and get it for you. Okay, sounds good. That's a very positive response. Thank you for your dedication, Don. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. You're welcome. We have, we have Joel, Joel who next. wants to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was the question again? Jules. Uh, now the question is about Braille book review. If you have oh. read it. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, I've read it. Um, I get it in hard copy braille, but yeah, yeah, you uh -huh. can get it on Bard as well. <clears throat> okay, okay, all right, very good, thank you. Um, was it, this was is that you? Yes. That is based, um, uh, I, yeah. Sorry, I what? have the Braille book review for September, but I'm not seeing anything about East Bay. Was it specifically uh, saying East Bay? Have, have you seen one? anything about uh, Braille 101? It may not have said. Mm, uh, I can look and see it by that. I'll yeah. look for it. Well, I'm really curious because uh, I got immediately four applications who uh, from people who want to learn Braille 101, which is great. And I really uh, thank uh, Braille Book Review Editor uh, for doing that. I appreciate it. But I just, I, I didn't have a chance to read what it said, and I'm very curious. Okay? So just try. All right. And Beth, you said you have, you have received Braille Book Review in Braille? <clears throat> yes, Beth? Um. We have Michael. Um, yeah, yeah. I can you hear me? Uh huh. Yes, we oh, can. Okay. And um, have you? Yeah, I I have it in Braille, but I haven't seen a Braille one one kind of thing. I okay. I okay. mostly look the yeah. books, but I could look. Um, uh -huh. The last I got was yeah. Um, yeah, I you can take a look and then uh, send me an email. Okay. Okay. Sure. Michael Moore has something more to say. Go ahead, Michael. Blaine, hold on. This is Terry Nettles. I did find um, Braille yes. Book Review um, uh -huh. on the e-reader, but it's the May edition. I don't know how often they send it out, but May is the latest edition that they have on BARD on the um, e-reader. Right. I agree with Michael. Mm -hmm. I read it in Talking Book Topics just a few days yeah. ago. Uh -huh. Oh, then I'll look in that. Now, oh, okay. Because Talking Book Topics, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Valine, if you, uh, yes. they do have on Talking Book Topics. Talking Book Topics. They do topic. have it. Okay. Yes, that's where it was. I think it's like in the. Uh, did it talk about Braille 101? Yes. yes uh, just, in the, just, a, just a quick blurb about it. Uh huh. Um, and do you know I'll what it said? I'll double check the issues. Not off the top of my head, but I can find it. So. Uh, yeah. Between between us, we'll, between whatever, uh, we'll get it to you one way or the other. Even if I just copy and paste that particular blurb into an email, uh, between us, that's fine. We'll get, yes, we'll get that appreciate blurb. it. We'll get that blurb to you. Mm -hmm. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Alice, and when I read it, I had intended to email you because it was a very nice little write-up about the courses uh -huh. from East Bay Center, I think you would be very pleased. So you need not be concerned. It was very nicely done. And mm -hmm. I'm certain mm -hmm. it's from the talking book topics that would bring to you additional okay. students because if yes. they need to learn Braille 101, they're not going to be reading Braille book review. Ah. Oh, interesting. Okay, great. No, no, I'm really not concerned. I'm happy, but I will, I was also curious what it said, you know, because uh, four people mentioned that they heard about Braille 101 in Braille book review, and therefore they are applying. So, of course, it was clear that the review said something very positive, and oh, that, yeah. that's something uh, to be proud of. Yeah. Okay, so I think, uh, did Alice say anything, Alice? 
I, uh, I just spoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of thought, but I wasn't too sure. Yeah. And Karen T? Um, she lowered her hand. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'm so blessed that I have such a strong support of my participants for all that I'm doing, whether it is I love Braille. Oh, yeah. One more clarification. Some people got confused when they read my note about Friday meeting. And of course, we have now started to meet on Friday for beginner Braille learners, uh, particularly those who are enrolled in Braille 101. And I would like to directly speak with them, know their difficulties, help <laughs> them solve their issues and get their reading assignments online. That's the purpose. So we meet on Friday, our time, 8.30 a.m. The time is changed. It was 9, but now it is 8.30 a.m., which is 11.30 a.m. Eastern. So if you receive any note, I just send it to ILO Braille participants for their information. It's not that you, you have to or you would like to. But if you are interested, you can still log in tomorrow and uh, be part of our help session for beginner learners. Your input will be much appreciated. So you are most welcome, but it will be purely basic Braille issue. I hope I'm clear. All right. I think Jeannie we is getting impatient. A, we yeah. do have a, one more raised hand. Okay. One more uh, raised hand. Who is that? Debra. Hi. Debra. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, yes. I was You're just... not in Canada, are you? Yes, I am. Yep. Okay. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Um. I was just wondering for the uh, the Braille learners on the Friday um, call, mm -hmm. if you need mentors, mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to do that. Oh, if terrific. you need somebody to mentor somebody, um, mm -hmm. how are you running the uh, the call? Is it going to be um, something like the Braille Room does on um, Tuesdays and Sunday evenings, go into breakout rooms or... Have people uh, just shut out yeah, their ideas? That's or? a good question, Debra. I'm, uh, I need to learn how to do a breakout room. Yeah, because that might be a good idea for okay. uh -huh, uh, people uh -huh. who are, are learning Braille. Um, yeah. I don't have the <clears throat> the Braille books that a lot of people are uh, studying mm -hmm. from right now because I, I just find them a little hard to get. But if they have questions about, like I, mm -hmm. I'm learning right now the, the UEB, mm -hmm. but for basic mm -hmm. Braille, I can certainly help. Grade one Braille, I can certainly give a hand, no problem. Great, great. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, you answering your question, how we are going to run it. So the answer is we are still at the beginning stage. Mm -hmm. And last Friday, we only had the introduction of each one done. Mm -hmm. And of course, we were just cut off before we get started. Uh, so tomorrow, we are mm -hmm. going to get started and see what issues uh, students come up with and what kind of help they seek. And okay. depending mm -hmm. on that, uh, we will do our further strategies. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, yeah, we are learning. I'm also learning. Yep. Okay. But sure. thank you Sounds so good. much for offering your tremendously good help. <laughs> Anytime. Appreciate it. Anytime. This, if you don't mind, could you just send me an email? You know, that sure. way I can. I keep did a send separate... you one uh, last yeah. week. I said uh, uh -huh. I certainly wouldn't mind helping uh -huh. out being a mentor. 
but I'll, oh. I'll follow up with another one if you like. Sure. Oh, please, please do another one. I, I'm yeah. somehow it, it's some oversight. Yeah, no okay. worries. No worries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Now, before we have Braille Fun next Friday, next Thursday, I'm sorry. Now I'm getting mixed. Okay. Next Thursday, uh, I would like to know, or Michael Moore would like to know, whose birthdays are there in this month, September, during the month of September. Please raise your hands and tell Michael Moore to write, his, write your names. So next Thursday, we will celebrate birthdays of the month. Uh, so, Rick has his hand raised. Rick, born in September? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my twin and I were so ugly, we scared the sun across the equator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're the 23rd. September 23? Wow. Yeah. Is that, the, what is that, longest day or something? That's the fall equinox. Okay. Oh, the spring equinox aside. <laughs> yeah, and the sun decided, well, I could, I could surely do better in the other hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rick. So, Michael, have you noted his name? Rick, 20, 23rd. Got it. Okay. Rick, 23rd September. So, we don't have to ask him every September now. Okay. Nobody else? Okay. Oh. Only yes. By the way. That's your half birthday. That 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 means you you got six months to your to your real birthday, March twenty third. Chef twenty three. Oh, your that's half right. Twenty third is common between Rick and Willie. I did not realize that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we have Karen with it, and I don't know who is older. <laughs> okay, doesn't matter. We don't want to ask Rick's age. Uh, we have a raised hand from Karen. Karen T. has a hand up. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were uh, going to ask that. I'm, I'll be 71. Okay, okay. Sometimes I'll tell you my age, not today. All right. When March 23rd comes, I will tell everybody my age, okay? All right. So, Karen, is there something hi. you want to tell? Yeah, hi. Yes. Hi. You barely talk. I would like to talk to you. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I, two things. Uh, my birthday is the was the nineteenth of September, but also mm -hmm. I wanted to let you know that the announcement was in the August edition under the newsstand in the um, Braille Book Review. It was uh, in Braille Book Review of August. Exactly. Yes. Mean, Do you, you have the words? Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. You... Book top... Was it talking about topics or a Braille Book Review? The Braille Book Review. Uh huh. Probably maybe both. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe and both. did you did you read it, Karen? I did, um, yeah. and I can try to find it for you, um, okay. so that you'll have it. Ah, oh, that's just great. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody. Yeah. All right, yeah. so let's go ahead and listen to uh, a Braille teacher who has taught Braille for twenty six years. And I'm sure one who teaches Braille reads Braille too. So here is Jenny Johnson, a long-time Braille user and avid Braille reader. Over to Jenny. All right. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear yes, me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, good. Okay. Because yes, I've yes, been yes. muting and unmuting, so I just wanted to make sure. Great. Okay. Good. 
All right, so I am Jeannie Johnson. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and this isn't quite my normal voice, but I was out of town over the weekend and came back um, a little sick, but not not bad. I don't feel bad. I just sound bad. And um, and it's not COVID or the flu. I did get tested for both, so all is well. Um, I truly do love Braille. I tell people that I use Braille like sighted people use print. I started learning Braille in first grade. And back then, I'm so old. Rick, I can tell you from experience, 71 isn't bad because that's where I am now. And I'm proud of every day and I want to live to be 100. But anyway, we, we don't know what will happen there. So when I was in kindergarten, back then they didn't teach Braille in kindergarten. This was many, many, many years ago. Um, they taught us to do things with our hands. Um, it's very important for small children who are blind to learn to use their hands, not just for reading Braille, but to do other things. Because let's face it, for those of us who have always been blind, like myself and probably some of you who are on this call, we do so much with our hands, whether we're reading or cooking or playing an instrument or doing some sort of game or puzzle, um, all these things we do with our hands. So it's really important. And people who are in the field of blindness know that it, it's, it's important for children who are blind to really start learning good manual dexterity or fine motor skills early on. So when I was in kindergarten, we'd do things like finger painting, which I hated because I didn't like getting stuff on my fingers. I was real particular about that then. Um, or using the sewing cards. They were these cards that had holes all the way around them, and you ran the lace kind of like a shoelace up, and over and under and anyway they were called sewing cards and when you were all done if you did it right you had a picture and um so we would play with clay we would do tinker toys all these different things that made our hands work and then when i was in first grade that's when i actually learned braille um it came to be that i quickly also without realizing it consciously, learned how to memorize. Uh, there was a little time in first grade when I was having a problem with my words. And so they gave flashcards to my grandfather and he would show them to me and he'd show me the word and I'd say sing or dog or come or whatever the word was. And I was always getting them right and he couldn't figure out why I, you know, they said I was having problems until one day he figured out that he wasn't mixing up the cards. When he mixed up the cards, then I wasn't making 100%. Um, in kindergarten, I went to for a little while to the Michigan School for the Blind. And I tell you that just in case there's anybody on here who you know can identify with these different places. And we lived within walking distance of the school. My mother would walk me to school every day, and then she'd walk me back home. But when it was time for first grade, I was living with my grandparents. My grandfather was in the Navy. We lived in Rhode Island. And I went to first, second, and third grade at the Perkins School for the Blind. 
So if you started school at Perkins in 58, we were probably in the same class together. At first, I was in what they called the B group. And then one day the principal came and had me read a page to him. And again, it was a page that I memorized and sort of still remember, because when I read it, I read it faster than I've probably ever read Braille in my life. While I'm a Braille reader, I'm not the fastest Braille reader. But anyway, we'll get a little more to that later. So I went, the book was Bob and Kay, and page two was called Play Ball. Play ball, play ball, play ball. Bob can play ball. Kay can play ball. Bob and Kay can play ball. Play ball, play ball, play ball. I can barely talk that fast, much less read that fast. But they moved me from the B group to the A group. So anyway, that's just a little aside. Um, so when we were learning Braille, the way they would do it is they would teach us the sound and the dots. This was for the grade one Braille. So they'd have us every morning, we'd do a little drill and we go, A says A, A stands for A, A is dot one, B says B, B is dots one and two, B stands for but, C says K. C is dots one and four. C stands for can. So right immediately from the get-go, we were learning grade one, but they were also incorporating some of the contractions into the Braille we were learning because, of course, those were in our first grade books. We also had contractions like ING. You know, I mentioned the word sing earlier. ED, ER, all, all those basic contractions. But back then, they also had grade one and a half Braille, which had less contractions. But even in grade two Braille, I don't think they had quite as many of the rules that they have now. Because when I first learned the word bear, like the big animal that growls, it was B-E-A sign R. And here, what you do with your ear was H-E-A sign R. So it was later that they came up with the rule that if either a lower sign or an upper sign could be used, you always use the upper signs. But but when I first started Braille, I don't think that was a rule based on what I remember reading. We learned to use the Slate and Stylus in third grade, and I don't remember it being a big deal. You know, they told us what to do, and we did it. And um, so, and then they have had us practice. We also started learning to read Braille music in third grade, and that was really good because it turns out that at the end of third grade, my grandparents moved to Middle Tennessee, and all of a sudden I was going to fourth grade at the Tennessee School for the Blind. And at first they tried to put me back in third grade, and even then I was a bit of a um, uh, an assertive person. And I said, no, I'm supposed to be in fourth grade. And when I registered, they told me I'd be in fourth grade and that my classmates would be, and I named a few of them. So they, I guess, realized I knew what I was doing, and they put me in the fourth grade class where I was supposed to be. But like all those students, I already know how, knew how to use the slate. And then when I started taking piano lessons, I already knew the basics of reading Braille music. So that was very helpful. Um when I was in school, we did not have enough Braillers to go around, so we had to sometimes use the slate and stylus for our assignments, and that kept us in good practice. We also had different Braillers at the Tennessee School for the Blind. Uh, 
We had the Perkins Brailler, of course, but we also had the Hall Brailler. And I know a couple of weeks ago when um, Michael was on, he was talking about the different types of Hall Brailers. I didn't realize there had been different models. So I don't know for sure which model of the Hall Brailler we had, but we did have Hall Brailers. And then we had and I don't think he mentioned this. I did have to step away for a moment. So if he did mention this, I missed it. But we had something called the Lavender Brailler. It was a little lighter than the Perkins Brailler. And it was made out of plastic. And it had a plastic cover that was the same hard plastic that you put over it when you weren't using it. It was really pretty cool. And it had a handle on it. And when you rolled the paper in, you rolled it in from near the top, but then it would stick out near the bottom. So that was kind of interesting. But I guess that one didn't really catch on, of course, like the Perkins Brailler, which I think, you know, is is the standard for most Brailers these days. Um, so we had all those. When I went to college, um, I had two choices on how I would take notes. I would either take them with a slate and stylus or record them. But I already knew from experience that I learn better through reading than I do through listening. Yeah, I can learn things through listening. But if I were studying for a test or something like that, um, learning through reading was what really cemented it into my brain. So I took notes all through college with a slate and stylus. And the slate and stylus was really invaluable to me. I used it in college. Um, at one point here in Tennessee, I went through the Tennessee Business Enterprise Program where I took my notes with a slate and stylus. When I lived in Missouri, um, I became a realtor. And so when I was going to real estate school, I took notes with my slate and stylus. Um, for a while, I was going to try an insurance thing that didn't work out. So when I went to insurance school, again, I used my slate and stylus for notes. Um, I At one time when they talked about closing down the facility where I worked as a rehabilitation instructor, I thought I need something to fall back on. I didn't want to necessarily go into people's homes to teach. So I went through massage therapy school and you got it. I took my notes with a slate and stylus. Uh, there are times that I prefer to use a brailler. I have a brailler and I have several slates and styluses. Um, if I'm writing words for songs or hymns like at church or um, when I was in a local community choir called Nashville and Harmony, I would use my brailler to write the words to the different songs or hymns that, were, that we were doing. Um, at my church, I'm sometimes what's called the lector. That's the person who reads the scriptures associated with the service. And uh, since they don't use a version of the Bible that I have, I have to write those scriptures down when I'm doing that. And again, I use the brailler for that. Um, and, um, I am a ham radio operator. So when I was studying for the tests, remember, I learned best through reading. So I would use my brailler and I would write down the questions and the answers in braille and then study from those. I also use braille in my hobbies. Uh, some of you already know this. Uh, Terry and I have a lot in common, but, um, I am a knitter. 
And so I will put knitting uh, patterns in Braille. I also have some Braille knitting books. Uh, same with recipes. I love to cook. And some of you know that I'm all about small kitchen appliances like air fryers and instant pots and slow cookers. And again, um, I put recipes in Braille. And when I first started learning to cook, I was really afraid to cook, but I actually had a roommate who really helped me get over my fears. So once I got through that, I decided, you know, I want to put my recipes on five by eight index cards. Those are the biggest ones and just put them in a file box. And I remember um, I would find recipes and I would put them into Braille. And I remember when I had four little file boxes full of Braille recipes. I thought I was the queen of Braille recipes. But since then, I have continued doing that throughout my life. And now I have eight large file drawers. They're all, I think, 16 inches long. They don't make them anymore, but they were made by Rubbermaid. And those are all chock full of Braille recipes and then some. So um, as I say, Braille has really served me well. Um, I love to make Braille labels for things. You may have heard me say that I put them on my spice jars. And sadly, I don't know that these particular spice jars that I use are available anymore um, because one day I went to Amazon and they were no longer listed. But there are other spice jars that are magnetic that you can put on the side of your fridge or wherever you want. I keep mine on the side of my fridge and it's really convenient. Um, my favorite labels, and you can get these from the Braille Superstore, are called Braille Container Labels. And if need be, you can cut them to fit. You can also put them on bags that you're going to put in the freezer to label those things. They do best if you put them on the bag before you put it in the freezer when it's nice and dry and room temperature, but then they will stay. So um, I, I like to label lots of things. I have what I call wall warts. Uh, that's what my husband calls them too. But you know, the things that you get with your Victor reader or with your iPhone or with your Stratus or in my case, my laptop. And you have all these different adapters to plug into the wall. And if you don't label them, it's like, what does this one go to? Or what does that one go to? And generally the part that plugs into the wall is fairly big. So like I'm sitting at my desk now, I have one, it says phone. I have another one that says readers and it has a C after it to tell me that it's for the readers that um, have the C USB connection. Um, I have another one that says computer, which is for my laptop. And I have another one, where did it go? If I can find, oh, the, for my Stratus. So I have all these labeled in that way. If for some reason they get unplugged and thrown into a desk drawer, they're, you know, I still know what they go to. There's no question about it. Um, I play card games. I love card games. Um, so, of course, I have Braille cards, and you can get Braille cards in several different ways. And when I was a rehab teacher at a facility for adults, one of the things I would do after they had learned most of their uncontracted Braille, once they knew all the characters they would need, 
I would give them a deck of Braille cards. There's a company in Nevada, and I don't remember the name of it right now, but they get the decks of cards that the dealers can no longer use. Once a deck of cards is used at the casinos, um, they can't use them again. So they give them to this agency. They put Braille on them, and they make these nice little pouches for them. And I found out about them and contacted them and said, can you send me about 30 so I'll have them to give to my students? So whenever a student had reached that particular level of Braille, then I would give them a Braille deck of cards. And every Friday, we would also play Braille cards in class for those who could do it. Um, I put my name in Braille on my luggage tag. So that way, if someone looks... Someone else has a piece of luggage that looks just like mine. All I have to do is see if the Braille is on that luggage tag, and then I know that it's my tag. Um, of course, as Terry mentioned several weeks ago when she did her all about the kitchen thing, um, I use Braille sometimes for my appliances. I have Braille on my microwave, for example. Um when you get these manuals that come with your different appliances, on the pamphlet itself, I'll put Instant Pot or Hand Mixer or whatever the appliance is. So if I do need to refer to that manual, I can. Um, you can also, and I don't know how many people do them these days because I know a lot of people do things with their computers, um, but I label folders. Um you know, for different things. Like if I have a folder with bills in it. Um, a few years ago, I was the power of attorney for a friend. I was her financial power of attorney. And so I had folders for her information. And for all those things, you know, I put a little label on the folder so I'd know what it was. It just helps to be more organized. Um, of course, some of us now have refreshable Braille, either through uh, the e-readers that we have gotten from our libraries for um, accessible media. And, of course, some of us possibly have purchased our own. I actually have the Orbit Reader 20+. Plus, um, but I have to admit, in my old age, I don't seem to learn as quickly or want to spend as much time learning. So I still haven't learned all the ins and outs of it. And I have a Braille embosser that I got through one of the swap shop things at a very good um, rate one time, but or price one time, but I haven't learned to use it like I thought and hoped I would. One of my biggest prized possessions, believe it or not, is a Rolodex, and it uses three by five index cards. Um, if I had stock in index cards, I'd probably be a rich person based on just the index cards that I buy. Um, but but I love it because I don't want to have to go to the computer to look up someone's address or phone number, or I don't want to have to go to my phone. I want to be able to just put my fingers on it and have it. So that's why I love my Rolodex. I also do a calendar, and I, I do this every week, and I'm just going to kind of give you a quick example because I have it right here. Every week I take a regular standard eight and a half by 11 page of Braille. And for this, I like the lighter Braille paper. But at the top, like on this one, I have 
716-23-2023. So that's my calendar for this week. And then I have S and number sign 17 for the 17th. And I have that it's my brother's birthday. And then that it was the day that I came back from Springfield, Missouri, where I was over the weekend. On Monday the 18th at um, 10.45, I was supposed to go to the funeral of a friend's wife. However, since I came back and didn't know for sure if I had COVID, I didn't want to go um, uh, possibly spread the disease, but it turns out I didn't have COVID. But then at 11 that day, I was actually seen by a nurse practitioner who did the test and later confirmed that I didn't have COVID. Um, and I I got those test results on Tuesday, the 19th. I also had Weight Watchers that day and then went with two friends from Weight Watchers to Olive Garden. And to yesterday I had It's Electric at 6 p.m. Today I had I Love Braille presentation at 11 a.m. my time. By the way, I'm on Central Time, yeah. y'all. So that, that's why that little differentiation. Yeah. 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 Um, tomorrow, I'm going to meet a friend at a craft store. And then she and my husband and her son and I are going to go eat lunch at Chewy's. And Saturday, our um, Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind is having supper club at Famous Dave's. So I keep a calendar. And right now, I have my calendars from 2017 on. And it's just fun sometimes to go back and say, okay, what was I doing on this day in 2018? So, you know, I can just go look at that and and it's just kind of fun to have. Um, So truly I use Braille for all kinds of things. Um, And as I mentioned, I did teach at a, a rehab center. It was facility-based, and I taught adults who are blind or visually impaired. Also, if you have children or grandchildren and you've learned to read Braille, um, there are books that are called print Braille books. Some are available in grade one, and then there are others available in contracted Braille, and you can share those with your children or your grandchildren. Um, They're reasonably priced. National Braille Press has a lot of them. In 2014, I retired and I had brain surgery. I was scared to death about having brain surgery. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, that might be one of the worst things possible. Um, But I had an excellent doctor. He did tell me that after the brain surgery, I might have some temporary issues. One being that I might have some problems on my left side. And one day, I woke up and some of the fingers on my left hand felt really numb. And I didn't think too much of it until I came into my office and started trying to read Braille. I could read it fine with the fingers on my right hand. But with my left hand, I could not distinguish the dots. This was an aha moment for me because I had had some students as adults who became blind later in life. And... Miss Jean, I just can't feel the dots. I can't tell what's what. And some of them I would try with large cell or jumbo braille, and that would work for basic things. But even then, I had a few students who couldn't feel that. And while I 
understood that they said they couldn't feel it. In my mind, I'd think, why can't they feel it? Why can't they tell? Well, when I had that aha moment, and suddenly, and fortunately, it was just temporary, but suddenly I couldn't read the Braille with the fingers of my left hand, then I understood what my students had been experiencing. And there are times when until you do that, you know, until you experience it yourself, even though you know about it, you you don't really know how it is. Um, so anyway, that's, okay. that's just some of the, the ways that I use Braille. I use it for financial records and utility bills and all that. But I use Braille every day of my life. I love Braille, love teaching Braille. Uh, I feel that I'm very passionate about Braille and literacy. And if we have time and anyone has any questions, I'll be happy to try to answer them. And And I did write my own curriculum when I was teaching but I never got it published. And if I were to get it published, I'd have to rewrite it because along came UEB, right? And um, I actually first met Valine when I took the UEB course from him through Hadley. So uh, it's it's been a great journey and I plan to continue it as long as I'm on this earth and I welcome any questions. Thank you so much, Ginny. And... Uh... I do remember this name, but now I know you better. And I'm glad that uh, you took that UEB course. Yes. I nearly, uh, I think I taught nearly 2,000 students. Wow. <laughs> with this UEB course. So anyway, uh, a, a few things. Uh, I have also invited some beginner learners here. And I told them that you may not understand everything, but just Listen to that and you will get more familiar with Braille terminology. One of them is Perkins Brailler. <laughs> Perkins Brailler is a Braille typewriter produced by the Perkins School for the Blind. But commonly, those who know Braille, who are familiar, we call it Perkins Brailler. Yes. Grade 1 Braille. Grade 1 Braille is another name for uncontracted Braille. So the beginner learners normally first learn uncontracted Braille and then comes contracted Braille for which the term is also used grade 2 Braille. So when you hear things like that, grade 1, grade 2, it's nothing to do with the school grade 1 and 2. Right. It is right. just uncontracted Braille and then contracted Braille. So, uh, and that's, why, that's where it helps, listening to others who know Braille. And Joe, uh, this one, Ginny, you seem to be a good cook. You, When you <laughs> cook your next dish using a Braille recipe, don't forget to invite me. Okay, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> okay, that's the deal. And with that, I know that we do not have so much time left, but we still have time. So I would invite people to raise hands and ask your questions or give comments. Um, so at the moment, we have two raised hands. Okay. So we have first up is Beth, followed by Marsha. Hi, Beth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nice speech, by the way. I first want to make a comment about Weight Watchers. You, you mm -hmm. went to there and then you went to Olive Garden. <laughs> Must have had a salad. But anyways, does do they have their menu in Braille or like 
do you also use um you do you have people read that to you because i know applebee's has their menu in braille that's what i really love olive garden is another restaurant that has its menus in braille and applebee's and olive garden both um have uh dishes that are weight watcher friendly you know it's just a matter of knowing how to make the right choices. For example, right. although I love it, I did not get the strawberry cream cake for dessert the other day. I <laughs> did away with dessert and I only had one breadstick and I love their salad. So I had salad and then mm-hmm. I had the, I had soup. So I had things yeah. that were, you know, within the Weight Watchers and also I'm doing the Dash diet now. And so most everything that I had was, pretty much along those lines, but yeah. Cause but yeah. And, and that's the thing for anyone who goes on any sort of diet. Um, and, and I know we're not on, I love food, although I do. Um, <laughs> you yeah. want to be sure that you have something that's flexible. You don't want something right. that deprives you because when you get deprived, that's when you want it even more. And that's when you can really fall off the wagon. Oh, so. and, and it, that has happened to me. Now, Now, when I went, no, too, I had Weight Watcher books in Braille, and, and that was helpful, like, in, you know, different recipes. And yeah. I, I use my recipes. I put them on plastic paper, like the thermoform, mm-hmm. right. because then, then I can read them. I don't know how, like, do you have to read them? And I bet it gets a little, little uh, the Braille gets a little messed up, like when you I, put them I on wash- cards. I wash my hands a lot. Um, oh yeah, and, and then Good I dry idea. them. So, but yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, yeah. All right, thank you, Beth. Thanks. And we move to next. Next up is Marsha. Marsha, um, followed by Terry. Summer is going to end. Marsha. Hi, Marsha. Can you can you can hear me, right? Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to thank your presentation was great. I w- I went through the whole thing with you. Um, I, I'm curious about the labels, but first I want to make a comment that my husband found some dissolving labels at Amazon, and they're oh. square. Mm-hmm. And so with, when I put stuff in the refrigerator, I can quickly braille something and put it on there, and, and, and I probably couldn't do it in the freezer because it might dissolve, but I, I'm having great <laughs> success with putting it in the refrigerator. But now you said you, you um, brailled all of your wires and I'm wondering exactly how you did that. What what you're using for labels? Because they have the, the the plastic, you know, and I can't get the backing off. And they have the di- dimo tape, and I can't get the backing off. So the the dissolving ones, I just take a sharp knife and get it started, then braille it, and I can peel it right off to mm-hmm. put it on the pack- package. Mm-hmm. I'll let you talk now. Okay. Um, The labels that I get from the Braille Superstore, it's pretty easy to get the backing off because um, the backing and the label itself aren't exactly even. So you can get under there to get it off. And I don't have fingernails and and I can get them off. Um, And normally um, I put the labels on the big part, but I have put labels on wires before, like when I took my computer apart. So I'd know um, which cord was for the monitor and which cord was for this or that. And then what I'd do is I'd braille the label and then I'd just fold it in half where it would um, seal around the cord. And then, What's you know, the ne- what was, what is it made out of? 
I think they are plastic, but it's easy to get the backing off of them because um, they're not flush with each other on the back. So, oh boy, that, that'll drive me crazy with the dymo tape. Okay. Oh yeah, I don't I don't use dymo tape anymore for a couple of reasons. A, it's hard to get the backing off. B, because the dymo tape has been curled, oftentimes it's hard to get it to stay flat. And these labels, if you want. You can put three or four lines of Braille on them, depending on whether you're using a Brailler or a slate. And you, a lot of times I'll make two or three labels out of one and then just take a scissor and cut them apart and, and use them that way. So they're very effective, but they're from the Braille Superstore and they're called Braille Container Labels. Braille Container Labels. Thank you very mm -hmm. much, Jeannie. Oh, that information is interesting. Braille yeah, labels. I also learned. I did not know that. Okay. Great. Okay, next up is Terry, followed by Hannah. Terry, Neto. Okay, yes, thank you. Oh, Terry, you seem to be knowing each other. I thought he said Teddy. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to thank you so much um, for your fabulous um, presentation. And another thing we have in common is I was raised with my grandparents. So. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, we need, we need I, to become friends outside of these yes, community we do. calls. We do. Yeah. In fact, I will get your contact information from Valine if, if it's all right. Or or, or Jane. Jane has if, it. If you oh, would so allow. Oh, OK. I'll get through Jane, Jane then. OK. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. Um, thank you. I really enjoyed hearing about uh, how you first started out, you know, with Braille. I mean, that that was very fascinating because I didn't start learning Braille until 1966. Huh. at the school for the blind and i really think that was an excellent way to get you know little children's fingers um acquainted and adapted to feeling different things and and manipulating their fingers etc so thank you so yeah, much and along those lines um at perkins you know they knew that how important it was too we had a class called arts and crafts in first grade and what yep. we learned was that's when i learned how to knit and that's when i learned how to tie my shoes Oh. And that sewing card you talked about, uh -huh. we had something they called it that too at school, but I don't know if it was the same thing, but it was, it was also used as a pegboard as well. Oh, so it had holes all over it. And it also had like, I can remember a picture of a little, a little girl on it or whatever, but anyway, uh -huh. all right, we'll talk sometime and okay. thank you so much again. Thank you. Oh, great. Interesting. Okay. Next one. Next up is Hannah, Hannah and Hi, that's Hannah. our last hand for the moment. You seem to be knowing each other. Hi. Uh -huh. First of all, thank you so much for such a wonderful presentation. Also, I wanted to comment that I've been on your It's Electric call before. Your recipes that you talk about always make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, good. it is. It, it makes your uh, mouth watering. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Thank you, Hannah. Well, we don't have more hand raised, so please raise your hand. We have time to talk. And your presentation, by the way, Ginny, also tells beginner learners, particularly those who are transitioning from the sighted world to the visually impaired world, that Blind and visually impaired people can also play cards. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'm also very fond of playing cards. 
Okay. Oh, so anybody time, else, beginner learners can also let's, ask questions. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Let's start with a new raised hand. Alice. Hello. Yes, Beth. Jeannie, I was so pleased to hear the, the backstory that you shared with us after enjoying your It's Electric program so much. And I I found it so interesting also, and you delivered it so extremely well. I also wanted to ask you, when you mentioned the lavender brailler, I always wondered why it was called that. Do you know, was the machine actually lavender in color or was there another reason for the name of that brailler. I've heard about it and read a little bit about it, but I can't remember that. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I actually think it may have been the inventor's last name, but I'm not totally sure about that. That would be interesting to find out. I might have to research that. <laughs> Unless yeah. someone knows, of course. Uh, yeah. If anybody knows, please raise your hand or... You know, be part of the discussion. And then left the meeting. Okay, whose hand is up now, Ibrahim? Uh, Beth. Okay, Beth. Yes, go ahead. Beth has a lot to talk. That's good. She does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also want your um contact information, if that's okay. But I was wondering, like. Um, I must have the speaker of my phone when I have it on speaker gets cut out. So I really didn't hear how you made, you just made like a brow calendar and put it in a binder. Right. I have a notebook and for each week I use one braille page and at the very top. And I'm also one who really tries to get the most out of my braille paper. Like I'll roll it in and then I'll hit the line spacer to go up to the first line. But then if there's room, I'll roll it back in one line so that my um, the date of the week is real close to the top edge of the paper. And then for each day, I use three lines of Braille. I don't always fill them all up, but that generally works well. And then I still have some extra at the bottom if I need it. And at the very bottom of the page, um, because I happen to use a transportation company that I'm able to pay monthly. At the very bottom of each page, I'll put how many rides I took that week. And then at the end of the month, I add them all up and multiply by the fare. And then I pay the owner of the company. So just mm -hmm. a little side thing there. Yeah. So look at the multiple uses of Braille. We can, we can learn a lot from Jeannie. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. and the calendar, and when I took um, everyday reading and writing, and there's a good way to make a calendar. Mm -hmm. I know it's easy to get dependent on your phone. I, I use it on my phone, but a lot of kids the, these days don't know Braille, and that really makes me disappointed. <laughs> so how can how can we promote it, like, for kids? Well, like, that's... That's a good question, Beth, and I think it's very important that we do that. As I said at the beginning of my presentation, I use Braille like sighted people use print. Right. And when I was teaching, I actually had a student one time, um, and he could 
he could have used some brushing up on his braille skills. He didn't really know how to use a slate and stylus. Um, he just didn't use braille much at all. And when we had his staffing, which is like an IEP or where we right. say we recommend for people, I recommended that he receive some braille instruction. His mother was there and she said, oh, he doesn't need instruction braille. He uses technology. And I, I love technology too. I love my technology, maybe not quite as much as I love my braille, but <laughs> I think it's very important no matter what age you are, as long as you're able to use Braille to some extent, I think there needs to be a good balance between the basics, which would be Braille and technology. I think they both have right. their place. Um, and of course, yes, I, I call it complementary. Braille yeah. and technology are not adversaries, but they are complementary. Exactly. Right. And exactly. we may want to make the yeah. best use of both. Absolutely. I, I didn't grow up with all this technology either. I mm-hmm. I had to depend on my Braille. Now it's all iPhone and a lot of kids don't don't receive it, which <laughs> makes me right. <laughs> okay. okay. We have, Eric we have, uh, we have three minutes to the hour and we have three hands. So. Oh, three hands. oh okay. my god. I'll try to be okay. quick if you'll be quick. Okay. So Eric Eric is Eric? up first. Yeah. I think uh, Eric uh, you you're a beginner learner, correct? All right. Yes, I, go ahead. I really enjoyed it, uh, the presentation. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited, all the, you know, 8.30 on the West Coast. Hmm. But anyhow, uh, I'm, the thing is, is I've gotten a lot of presents before I lost my sight with the Braille uh, playing cards braille dominoes and those type things so i'm really excited to actually learn it and and yes. play with those things uh so sure. professor and karen mm-hmm. and michael and everybody out there thank you for uh keeping braille alive yes. and allowing new people to learn a new world that uh they all yeah. need just Thank like you, just That's like right. reading and writing that they mm-hmm. put away that they don't know so you know keep up the tools and we love you all thank you okay next is deborah okay. we have next deborah and then linda hey deborah okay hi okay. yes jenny i certainly loved your presentation um what i was wondering is have you been able to get your hands on the braille lego bricks and if so what what are your thoughts i have not gotten my hands on them and when i was teaching we actually um had something that were similar that they were similar to legos but they were called tactiles and i'm not really sure what happened with that, but um, mm-hmm. I did use them some in teaching, and um, if the Legos or the Braille Legos are the same, I think it's a good idea. Anything that we can use as a teaching tool mm-hmm. to help make Braille more understandable, I think is great. And more enjoyable, yeah. too. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. For sure. Okay, next one, last one. Linda. 
Hey, Linda. Bye. Hi, Jeannie. Thank you so very, very much. I am always fascinated by hearing other stories of childhood learning of Braille because I did not have that opportunity. Right. I have two things to say. One is that technology and Braille are not mutually exclusive. Technology is going to be the saving of Braille because of refreshable Braille devices and because you can produce Braille more cost effectively. And that's going to help tremendously. Yeah. So, and, and something we can do is any educator in the, in the public sphere, you can always encourage them to understand that Braille is literacy because literacy is the ability to read and write. Yes, ma'am. If you're blind, the only way you can do it is with Braille. The last thing I want to say is, I have those Lego bricks. My son works for Microsoft. He got me a set. I knew a year ago that they had them available only to educators, but now they're available to the general public. It's about $90 for a box. The box is large and in the, in the inside it flat on the, on the, it's a, it's a removable piece of cardboard. They have a picture of every brick. It's slightly embossed, and you can feel what the brick is. And then above the brick, there's a little bit of a number, and it tells you how many of those bricks are in in the box. <coughs> so even if you cannot see a thing, you can know exactly what you've got. They are the sweetest things in the world. They're really, really cool. That's it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Great. Okay, so we have people full of information and resources, and I would love to receive the list of resources. So maybe Don and Linda and uh, anybody else can kind of prepare a list of resources that you know and email them, and I will have them posted on our website. The website is www.eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. And if you have any question, you can send it via email to me, Shah, that is S-H-A-H, at East Bay Center for the Blind. With that, we are reaching the end of the hour and end of the session for today. Next Thursday, we are going to have Rick Andres with lots of Braille fun. So don't miss it. All right. I wish you a good week ahead and good weekend. And see you a week from today, next Thursday. Bye now. Take care.